Welcome to Stammer Stories. My name is William Levin and I'm your host and founder of this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about stammering from all perspectives. Throughout the series, I'll be talking to people who stammer, people who work in the stammering people, and people who just have a general interest in the topic. And then I'll have some very exciting guests who will be joining me throughout the series, so I can't wait to share with you. So... This is very exciting because this is in fact the first episode of the series and rather than having a guest I thought I would do it on myself so you can get to know me and some of the comments I may make in other episodes may sort of make sense to you but also I thought what a better way to start it. So I've been absolutely blown away by this support. To be honest didn't expect that it would do this well but surprise it has and I'm just really excited to share this story with you and throughout this podcast today I'm going to talk to you why I wanted to do this podcast and what my story is and the different campaigning that I've been doing throughout the COVID-19 pandemic and one of the things that I want to make sure is to keep these episodes natural so I'm going to try and limit the editing as much as possible so you can hear the true story from myself and and the wonderful guests so yeah so let's begin so let's begin with my story so for those who don't know me I've had a stammer my whole life and my parents first realized that I was quite delayed talking my speech was very late being developed which meant that there are quite a few concerned faces around and when they took me to speech therapy they said that I may never have a full speech vocab and and that they started to teach me a a sort of a new way of talking which was to be able to point out certain things and so if I needed to needed a cup of water they would tell me to point out the cup of water to make symbols I think it's called Macintosh yeah and that was of course very scary for my parents for my siblings but also people around me and especially scary for me knowing that I may not be able to speak fully over the years my speech developed but I still thought that I would never have a full vocabulary and I for the first 10 years of my life I had speech therapy for every single week so it just felt like a routine and in that therapy I learned different techniques coming through school I learned different ways of making my stomach work but also not for me but for my parents to help me because I'm the first one in, in my whole family on both sides of my mum's side and my dad's side who has a stomach so it was a whole new experience and not only that some people may not know this but I've got dyslexia and dyspraxia which is so I take a few boxes when it comes to job applications and a few things wrong with me however I don't let them stop me as you'll find out um it's been difficult school was incredibly tough I I may some days I absolutely love school some days I absolutely hated it because especially when you're going through your junior years talking and making friends and am I in and my interaction is very key and having a stammer hold me back like I used to so if I knew the answer in class I, I wouldn't 
put my hand up because someone be scared of how my if I may stammer on that word and then I may be politicizing why didn't you answer that question I, I knew you would be able to answer and the answer was either I I I I I don't know or um I didn't want to say it because of my stomach. I knew for a fact that my classmates would have been supported, but you can't judge every situation and you can never predict what happened in any circumstances. And one of the things that I really used to struggle with was the school register. Being William, my name was always at the end of the list and I used to really struggle saying my name, William. So whenever the teacher would do a register, I was quite snappy, you would say, your name here. And when I used to get to my name, the room sort of used to go silent and it made me very self-conscious and made me quite embarrassed because it would take me a few extra seconds to say my name. And like my team, like the, not team, my class were, were supportive and they did give me time, but it just made it very tough. And to be honest, kids are very direct in all situations and kids say what they think and I had sentences of why can't you speak properly what's wrong with your voice hurry up why can't you say your own name or what does really horrible comments like I don't think they were meant with that deep intentions but actually Sarah did a YouGov poll and it came out that the effect that bullying on a young person with a stomach can have a massive side effect on their mental health and one of the things I can see is that with a so if you wear glasses you can wear contact lenses to help that with a stammer it's your voice you can't change your voice there's you apart from finding different techniques there's no way of fixing your voice like it's embedded in us and I've learned over the years to really to not let it affect me because then if I let it affect me I I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. So I went to secondary school called Sunnydown School which is which is a amazing setup for people with learning difficulties. So I was surrounded by other people with learning difficulties, stammers and it was at that stage where my speech therapy stopped because they said you're at that stage now where you don't need therapy and you know exactly what you need to do. So luckily the teachers knew a bit about speech therapy so it could still help me but it wasn't on that intense scale and I really enjoyed that school because it meant that I could meet some amazing other people but also like-minded people like me and it really boosted my confidence and then it made me realise that my learning difficulties don't hold me back and I then went from a school of 70 students to a college of 5,000 and that was a massive shock for me plus my stomach because was because with a school of 70 people you know every single person however with a college that size it's not physically possible to know like you barely know all the people in your same department and I realised that my stomach was getting bad and we went to a doc. We I went to my GP and we said we're not sure what's happening. I'm at that age where I don't need I I can't have children's therapy and there's not really enough 
teenage therapy out there. So he referred me to the Michael Palin Centre. And when I mean the Michael Palin Centre, it changed my life. It legit changed my life. I I, I did a two-week intense course with, oh, how many? Around 10 different people who stammer. And they were all roughly my age. And it was amazing to be around other people who stammer, who have had different experiences, but also we got taught different changing, life-changing techniques, like the camper-down method, which is when you get taught to speak really slowly, like this. Hi, my name. And then you basically speed it up. And what they also taught us was the iceberg method. It's basically your thoughts above the iceberg and, and your feelings beneath the iceberg. So what people can see and what people can't see. And it was the first time that I really thought about my feelings surrounding my stammer. And it also made me realise that it, it is okay to stammer. And it makes me who I am and I cannot hide it. Because if I hide it, I, I basically wouldn't be telling the truth. And it made me realise that I, I want to make a difference. And I want to help inspire others and then I started working I then became a stambassador for Action for Stammering Children who are in an incredible charity who help young people who stammer who who provide support and my role as a stambassador is to help inspire and motivate young people who are transitioning from education to the workplace I'm currently working at, pub, at Publicist Media in a team called PG1, where I'm a operations executive, and I I help managing and book different media campaigns, which is very important. But my role is not that important, and then I'll possibly be told off for saying that when I post this. But I absolutely love this job, and one of the things that made me love it even more was how supportive my team are. And knowing for a fact they they will possibly get quite quite emo- not emotional, but they possibly will feel a bit odd while me saying this. But they have been a, an absolute rock to me, and I don't think they realise how much their support has meant to me. From day one, when I did my interview, no one judged me for myself; they judged me on who I am. And my team have been. They always ask me about my stammer. Whenever I I write a blog, they always share it. And having that support is so important. And it's like having, rather than one, it's, so it's sort of a really bizarre experience because some people see their work colleagues as just work colleagues, or some people see their work colleagues as friends. And I, I see them as both because they're, they're always passionate they're always kind and caring but they've never judged me once or or they've never mentioned it and I've taught them different techniques which has been great fun and but it's also made me get to know the senior leadership team in my company and it's made me become and from my raising awareness in the workplace I've become a ambassador for our disability BRG, which is our network in the group. So I 
to basically help raise awareness around visible and non-visible disabilities in the workplace. And they're, and they're helping me spread my story, they're helping me raise awareness, but also showcasing that it that not every workplace may judge you for having a stammer. And I started at Pubsys doing, doing a apprenticeship scheme and I was a back then they were called White Hat, but now they're called Multiverse. And I was a multiverse community leader, which meant that I went to different schools, events, promoting the apprenticeship scheme and multiverse, which meant I really pushed myself out there to really meet new people, but also to really push myself in, in public speaking terms from my stomach. And I mentioned this to them when I first joined. I said, I'm I'm going to push myself. Don't hold me back if you don't think I'm capable of doing it because I, I, well, I will prove to you. And I really built a massive network in multiverse between the staff who were, but also other apprentices who have let me spread my story, like my team at Publicis, but also they pushed me to do stuff that I would never have imagined that I would be able to do. Like I was invited to do so many panels in National Apprenticeship Week, or, but also they don't hold you back on certain subjects. So they've let me talk quite personally about my stomach. They've let me host a podcast event with a massive YouTube sensation. And one of the things that I'm hope and I'm hopefully going to get them on to a series so we can talk about this. But they really embraced people having a neurodiversity in in basically apprentice community. And this and doing all these things I, I, I would never pitch myself doing because I wouldn't have had the confidence of believing myself that I could do it. And that's a massive thing around stammering is having that confidence, but also the belief in yourself that you can do it. Because nothing is impossible if you put your head to it. And what I'm very conscious of is that I'm doing a, that this is not a humble brag, which I know some of you may laugh at, but I'm a very conscious person that I don't want it to come across like I'm not bragging, but in that situation, because I'm trying to motivate and inspire other young people that I know exactly how you feel and you can do it. And one of the things that I'm doing now, so over the last year, I've realised that the pandemic has made my stomach worse, but also better, which is really bizarre. Because a week before we went into lockdown, was a was hosting a event with the community team at Multiverse, was having team lunches with my team at Popsis, and my stomach's always better when I'm sociable. And, well, you can tell that today I've had quite a sociable day with meetings because my stammer's quite good. But if I don't have a sociable day, my stammer's quite bad. And in lockdown, I realised that my stammer was getting bad on words that I've never stammered on before. And I thought, you know, now's the time for me to work on these words that I've that I struggled with because I'm sitting by myself in in a room. No one can hear me. So let's practice it. And it also made me conquer a problem that I've always had, which is picking up the phone. 
I sometimes find hello quite difficult, especially to an unknown number. And it made me realise that I have to talk to my colleagues somehow, and most of that time has to be on phone or Zoom or Teams. So I found different techniques of picking up the phone, and it made me thought, actually, this isn't that bad. And then it's made me way more confident. But also, really bizarrely, I've come to realise that having a, so I use a Google Home plus a, or or a Alexa to listen to my music or or for the weather. And I've realised that A's used to be a really hard letter for me to say. But however, my Alexa has has helped me improve on that word. And one of the biggest things for me was I realised that stammering wasn't being spoken about. And the the news was quite negative and and there wasn't that many positive stories about how, what effects COVID may, may have had on people for good. So I started campaigning my story to different press, to different journalists, and the response has been ridiculous and I mean ridiculous in a good way I've been my story's been featured on like BBC World Service BBC Radio 1 ITV News during the presidential election in in, in the Telegraph the Metro and I'm really trying to raise awareness about what the charity are doing because their helpline has risen by 57% in lockdown but also how there are a hidden community out there who are struggling that that haven't been spoken about. And I've been very fortunate enough to be working with the amazing team at Bell PR who are helping me spread my story. And it's and then we managed to get my story in in, in different magazines that I, I, I would never have thought about putting them in because I personally would have, wouldn't have thought someone would have fitted. But it always proves me wrong that everyone's very interested around the topic. And and they've been incredible. They helped me got the coverage in the Telegraph and Pick Me Up magazine, Happy Fool, and so many more. And it's been great to see how how actually seeing them think, oh, that's a good story, makes me realise how not special, but how key the topic is and how people do find it interesting. And that's why I wanted to start this podcast, really, was that there's not really a platform for people with a stammer or people who want to learn more to go out there, apart from going on multiple different websites, which we all know can be very, very tedious. Or it's not a place where also, there's not really a platform where you can hear someone's personal story who's been through those experiences and hearing other inspiring people or people who have an interest in the topic and I thought a few months ago I thought what about doing a podcast I thought about about it for months and months decided not to do it to do it not to do it to do it and one of the things that made me do it was that this will push myself it's a challenge will make me want to talk will get me to meet new people but also it will help raise awareness on stammering but to an entirely new demographic but also will be able to cover different aspects that I may have not been able to share on social media or in my press 
And I want it to be personal. I want people to ask those questions that you may be afraid of asking. And it's going to be on a fortnightly basis. I'm going to have some very exciting guests who either stammer, work in the field or have an interest. And it's just going to be a happy show to hear people's stories, to make you think, oh, actually, that may help me do that. And there's so many famous people who stammer who I don't think people realise, like Ed Sheeran, Marilyn Monroe, Joe Biden, King George, so many people. And I don't think people realise that. And I want to help spread some of the facts and help change some of the shocking statistics around stammering which I know will possibly be very very hard to do but I've set myself that challenge to help make a difference and this is a roundup of stammer stories is basically just for me to share my story for me to share my story with other young or whoever wants to share their story about how they found their stammer no everyone every person's stammer is, is different you never meet the same person who has the same type of stammer and it may some episodes may be longer than others some may, some episodes may be shorter than others or some episodes may have more guests than others but i'm just really excited to have a place where i can share my thoughts my feelings but also what it's really like to have a stammer and i'm always grateful of your support from my network from my friends well most importantly my family who have always been there for me and I'm just very excited to be honest quite frankly and I think it's going to be great fun and so I think this is the end of the first episode so thank you so much for listening and then as I mentioned we've got some really exciting guests coming on and I can't wait to see the podcast grow so it would be great if you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter. The links will be in the description on on whatever platform you're, you're listening to us. Please give us a rating and any feedback. But also you can go onto my link tree to find all the different links. But also to apply to be a guest on our podcast. So thank you again for listening. See, see you next time in two weeks with our first guest. Thanks. Bye.